thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the under-churched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, friends. Welcome once again to our podcast. We are the place to be if you want to know about prayer and learn it from the Word of God. This is Sam Kawesa, your host. Thank you so much for downloading our podcast once again. We are so grateful because you are part of our worldwide membership of people who love to know about prayer from the Word of God. And that is praying with impact. And that's our aim is so that every prayer that you make is just like Jesus did or the disciples or anyone who is a person of faith who believes that God can do all things. In his word, he says, nothing shall be impossible with God. And so we believe if we pray according to the word of God, nothing shall be impossible because the Holy Spirit will be guiding us. We are going to see about the intercession of Jesus Christ for us today. That is the ministry that the Bible tells us he is doing right now. He is interceding for you, for whatever issue that you have, for whatever problem that you have. And we encourage you to listen in and call other people. Pass it on. Pass on the link to other people. We can be found um, on every platform in the world because all you got to do is Google our podcast, Afri Christ Prayer Podcast, and we are right there. Boom. We are all over the place. You can find us from on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, iRadio. Just Google. AfriChrist Prayer Podcast, and we shall populate your computer, your phone, or whatever it is that you are on the internet with. Thank you so much once again. Now, as a reminder, please pass on our link to other people, uh, your friends, uh, your prayer partners, or whoever, so that they can learn how to pray with impact, because it makes a big difference when you pray according to the Word of God. And that's all we do is to pray according to the word of God because we know it works because that's what he left us with. So today our title or our topic is titled Jesus got you covered under his wings of intercession. You are covered. Now you're going to see that in our podcast today we are going to concentrate on a few items. You may have an issue that you're praying about, about your child, about your spouse, about your friends, about yourself, about your job, about anything. But if you get this down packed in your spirit, you're going to see that Jesus got you covered. So our theme is going to be around these items, okay? First and foremost, I'm going to call it the intercessory loop. And what is the intercessory loop? The intercessory loop involves the petitioner, which is you, and you'll be going through the Holy Spirit and by the name of Jesus to God the Father. Once you get inside of that loop, then you're in a spiritual realm that is so powerful, nothing shall be impossible, even as the Bible says. Now, we're going to see again what is this loop, the intercessory loop. There's the petitioner, which is you, and we are going to see the Holy Spirit participating, and you're going to see Jesus Christ participating, and you're going to see God the Father participating. In other words, you are going to be working with the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So you're going to be in a loop that you cannot come out failing. 
because that loop never fails. I've seen it in my life and all those who believe know and they have seen it in their lives, okay? Jesus got you covered, whatever the situation, under his wings of intercession, okay? Our assurance is in Jesus Christ. And we also going to see that our needs are petitioned with confidence. Our confidence is in the completed work and victory by Jesus Christ. Our certainty is in his position and the record that he has created. And you're going to see all this from the word of God. And finally, you will see, according to Mark 2, 4 through 5, when he sees your faith, Jesus is moved. We shall see that story. It's a very touching story in the Bible. And you will see that God got you covered. Jesus got you covered. The Holy Spirit got you covered. And so stop worrying about your situation because even as the Bible says that, hey, has worry ever added anything to you? I'm going to go forward and you are going to see that Jesus is there for you. So my friend, get ready. Let us enter the intercessory loop of the Holy Spirit Jesus, uh, God the Father, and you the petitioner. And you will see that God got you covered. Amen. One of the things that you're going to see and realize is that we have an open door to the throne of grace. And a lot of people don't understand that. They think they have to do all these little things that are unnecessary, really, in order for God to hear us. Because in First John chapter 5, Verse 14 through 15, he gives us this assurance. It says this, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we have asked of him. Now remember, in the loop, you are the petitioner. So now he's saying that this is the confidence that we have. Let me read that one more time to you. That's First John chapter 5, 14 through 15. Now this is the confidence that we have in him. In who? In him. That if we ask anything according to what? To his will. He does what? He hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. So now we are in the loop because we know he hears us. And the reason he hears us because we have the Holy Spirit who packages our messages. And we have dear Lord Jesus Christ who is the way, the entrance into uh, knowing God or entering into the presence of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are known as the Trinity. Now, I like to call it the Troika, Troika in intercession. What does Troika mean? Troika is really a Russian word, but I call it the Troika in intercession just so that I, I get excited about it. Now, we should know that in this Troika, the Father is the center of the Trinity. Now, if he's the center of it all, that means we are directing everything towards the Father. But he has given us all these capabilities and everything that we need to go towards that center, okay? Uh, you know, I was looking through this and I was looking at the dictionary definition of Troika. And it's very interesting how simple things can become spiritual and really make you understand things. Really, a troika is a Russian vehicle pulled by a team of three horses. You see that? A vehicle pulled by a team of three horses. Now, it gives you the picture. You know, this vehicle being the petition and it is pulled together by a team of three horses. Now, number two definition in the dictionary goes like this. A group of three people working together, especially in an administrative or managerial capacity. Now, that is awesome. A group of three people working together, especially in an administrative or managerial capacity. In other words, they have authority. They have power to do things. They can instruct. They can cause things to happen. This is a very interesting way to look at intercession. This intercession involves all three. It's not just one. See, many times we say Jesus Christ and then we lose track of the fact that we need the Holy Spirit and then we lose track of the fact that they are in concert. They work together, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Once you know that, at the very beginning, 
he created man in his own image the word used for god in the hebrew breakdown it is elohim and elohim the plural name of god you know just like we may say that uh Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah is a name of God, but Elohim is also a name of God. And it is used in Genesis when God is talking about the creation of the universe or creation of us. And so Elohim, all three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were involved because that's a trinity that is a plural. So now we have the Holy Spirit who is helping us with the intercession we know not what to pray. That's what the Bible says. Without changing the substance of our petition, he packages it so we do not have to worry about how we come to God. It's what is in our hearts that counts and our faith in God. And he knows how to package it. He knows how to bring it to the Troika. It says so in Romans eight twenty six to 27. It says this, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So you see how the Troika is already there in our, in, in our petition so that when this package or petition is taken to Jesus Christ who is the master intercessor, God looks at the finished work of the cross. Now in Romans 8, 34 through 35, it says this, Who then will condemn us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and he's sitting on the place of honor at at God's right hand pleading for us. So already we may come to God with um, some guilt. We may come to God with a weakness in us. We think he's not hearing us. But he's already assuring us in this scripture that, you know, uh, Jesus Christ died for us to empower us to come before God. You know, and it goes on to say that can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or are hungry or are destitute or in danger or threatened with death, our petitions are already buoyed. You see that? Our petitions are already packaged. Our petitions are already in the, uh, uh, in the loop. God has already got this thing started. We are going to pray with impact and there will be no failure. So now what do we need? All we need is to believe. Once we start believing, these petitions are already bowed towards the answer. Jesus is already supporting them. They are almost like not in your hands anymore because the Holy Spirit has repackaged them. And Jesus Christ is the way. The Bible says in John 14, verse 12 through 14, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same same works as I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name. I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Okay, so you see here, already we have this assurance. Assurance that... uh, Jesus is going to do anything if we come to him in faith. He declared his earthly work is finished when he hung on the cross. In fact, the Greek word that was used is called tetelestai. It was interesting as I was looking into this that the the Greek word that was used is teletestai. And so I went to find out what does that mean? That means that the pathway for us to reach God has been constructed and is now completed. You know, in John 14, 6, Jesus had previously said prophetically that I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, I am the pathway. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So now in John 19, 29 through 30, 
when he was dying, it says this, they put a sponge on a stalk and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Now verse 30 says this, when he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. To add insult to injury, they dip vinegar into his mouth. Vinegar is bitter. That is us, the things that we have done, all those bad things, the things that have happened to us from the devil, all those bad things. They put it in his mouth and he said, it is finished. And the Bible says with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Now, this was the beginning of his spiritual intercessory ministry above the earth. Previously, he had been here on earth experiencing the same thing that we were going through. They put vinegar in his mouth and Jesus Christ took it and said, it is finished. It is completed, actually. Teletestai means it is completed. The pathway, the road to this spiritual uh, reality is now complete. Now he is going to be the what? The way, the truth, and the life. So now this life that we are living The way it is finished, it is completed. The pathway is completed. Now we are into this ministry of intercession which is continuing. In fact, this ministry is ad continuum. In other words, it's a continuous series, a whole. Although the extremes are very different from each other. In other words, the beginning may look different. The end of it may look different. However, they are not disconnected. The issues in our petitions may seem disconnected with the answer, but they really are not. That's why we need the Troika. That's why we need the Trinity to put it together, to package it together and put us into this loop of intercession so that whatever the issue is, let me tell you, God is able. You know, when the angel came to announce Jesus Christ to Mary, he says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. We are talking about the troika, the, uh, uh, the loop of intercession, where we are having issues on earth and we need his, his intercession. We need his power. We need his encouragement. And I want you to see the power of intercession. Now, let us get the dictionary meaning of the word uh, intercession. It is this, the action of intervening on behalf of another. Mediation, negotiation, to cause a reconciliation. The Greek word in scriptures is paga, standing in the gap, which was derived from the Hebrew, and the Hebrew was pauga, P-A-W-G-A-H, and it is to make entreaty or to interpose you know, or attack, because sometimes intercession means attacking the enemy to stand in between, or entreaty, interceding in the form of plea. So intercession is an active and intentional act of the intercessor. They actually do it and they intentionally do it. And it's driven by selfless love for the well-being of another person. Jesus is doing it for us because for him his work on earth is done. And the Bible says he's now seated on the right hand of the Father pleading for us. The power behind the spiritual intercession is greater than the task ahead because it is God-powered. As we have seen right from the beginning, once you say I'm interceding, you are now entering into the intercessory loop. You have entered in a different spiritual realm. And once you realize that, then you know actually you're handing it over to the Troika. You see, when you say Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. However, once you say Troika, it brings it down to earth to you. It involves management of these issues. God is the greatest manager you could have. Jesus Christ is the greatest presenter you could have. Holy Spirit is the greatest packager you could have. We got the best of the best working on our petition. Why do we have Jesus interceding for us? I'm going to lay some reasons why you, why should Jesus intercede? We know we know we have an open door to the throne of grace, but there is a reason why. Okay? Don't forget even though we are entering into a spiritual realm, we are still humans here on earth. We are dealing with earth and earthly things and we are fighting with a spiritual battle that we may not even understand, okay? In fact, in Ephesians 6, Uh, tells us that we are in a battle with heavenly powers. 
Do the results manifest here in the physical earth? The people we encounter are only puppets used by spiritual forces. So like if people are against us, it's not them. It's the spirits out there. It's spiritual things. In Ephesians 6, 10 through 12, it goes like this. And a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in the heavenly places. They are mighty powers, evil, and they are in heavenly places. We are not there. Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is. God is. That's why Jesus has to intercede for us. That's why his final ministry, the Bible says, he's now seated on the right hand of the Father. We shall keep repeating this, okay? Jesus is ready to join us in prayer and entreat God on our behalf. That's what the Bible is telling us, that he is there ready, seated. And we have the Holy Spirit. Remember he said before he ascended into heaven that I will not leave you helpless, that I'll leave you the helper, the Holy Spirit, who will help you in all things. See, the Troika was already at work when he left. He did not leave us here unattended. He left us, but he left us with a helper. You know, when we are overwhelmed, Jesus stands in the gap for us. When we are overwhelmed by different circumstances, Isaiah prophesied this. He said he has already overcome and is able to shield us. Where do we get that? It's in Isaiah 53, 4. It says this, Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. Remember we talked about petition. Those are your weaknesses. Those are what weighed him down when he was going to the cross. Jesus is moved when he sees our faith. When he sees that these people believe what the prophet Isaiah said, that you know all these issues that they have, they have now petitioned, and the Holy Spirit is here bringing those petitions. Because remember in Romans 8, it said, we know not what to pray. We are the petitioner. When we go on our blog, you'll see it in a nice diagram out there showing you that uh, graphic, showing you exactly what I'm talking about, and then it will really make sense to you. Our blog is www.prayingwithimpact.com. You'll see these transcripts, or at least partial transcript on there, and you'll see a graphic on there showing the Troika, showing the intercessory loop. And so if you download it or you look at it as you listen to this, it will make a lot of sense, okay? Jesus will be there to meet us at our point of suffering. I'm going to give you a very good picture of Jesus meeting us at our lowest point. Jesus will be there to meet you wherever your lowest point is. Uh, A good example is the story of that paralytic, you know, brought through the roof by his friends. Jesus was at the bottom to receive him. Okay, it goes like this. Mark 2 verse 1 through 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on the mat uh, right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. This is very important to understand that Jesus will be at the bottom of your pit, at the bottom of your suffering. Remember the scripture says, that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. So now relate the two, the house where he was staying and now where he is. Jesus where he is now. Now one of the key words here is that when he saw their faith, okay? So soon the house was packed and there was no room. Sometimes we may think, oh God isn't going to hear me. Oh, so many people are praying to him. 
Oh, how is he just going to get me? Oh, I am this. And you start beating down on yourself thinking that your issue, God will not see. Because of all the things in the world, seven billion people, why is he going to pay attention to you? These people had the faith to believe that if they took the top off the house, Jesus was at the bottom waiting for them. My friend, that's how Jesus is right now. It doesn't matter what it is. He is at the bottom to catch you. He is down there with you. Don't just look up in the sky and think, oh God, are you going to see me? No, but he is down there in the pit waiting on you just like he was here in this house waiting on these people. And they lowered. Where did they lower him? The paralyzed man. And the Bible says, then they lowered the man on his mat. He was still with his problem. You're still on your mat of suffering. And he says, right down in front of who? Jesus. He said that I am the way, the truth, and the light. He is the way to the throne of grace. He is the way in this troika. He is the way. The Holy Spirit has shown them, has packaged their issue. He has shown them how to do. He said, go up there on the ceiling and take off, make a hole in there and lower him. That's what the Holy Spirit does for us. He takes the roof off of our issue and tells us now you can go down. He packages this thing. And guess who is there to receive in the troika? Jesus Christ, right in front of him. They lowered this man. That's how intercession of Jesus works. And look at what he first did. Because many times when we go to the Lord, we we are unworthy, we are un-this and that and the other. That's why he said, okay, your sins are forgiven. That way he removes any doubt that he's able, regardless of what you have done. When the Holy Spirit packages your petition, and brings it to the Lord Jesus Christ, the first thing is he overlooks all your sin because you have come to him. Remember what he told King Hezekiah? The Bible says that when King Hezekiah was sick, when he came before the Lord, the Bible says that he looked unto the wall. Remember the prophet had come to him and had told him that you uh, put your house in order. What does that mean? The house was disorderly. The house, of course, he wasn't talking about pictures on the house on the wall. He's talking about him. Put your house in order. In other words, he is in sin. But guess what God said? Because you have prayed, not because you have put your house in order. The prophet told him to put his house in order. But the Bible says that God said, because you have prayed. Go back and read that. You will see, because we have prayed, because we have believed that the Holy Spirit in the Troika has packaged our issues and has has brought it to Jesus Christ. These men brought their paralytic. And what did Jesus say? My child, your sins are what? Forgiven. In other words, don't even look at what you did. Now, we, the Bible never tells us why he's paralyzed. We don't know. Maybe he was stealing and they beat, up, they beat him up and he got paralyzed. Maybe whatever it was, it doesn't matter. He's saying that that is irrelevant. But because you have come in front of me, okay? So Jesus said, because he saw their faith, okay? I'm going to give you two examples. The first one is this. The secret service stands in the gap between a president and I'm talking, say, of the United States and most countries, the Secret Service stands in the gap to protect the president. And if any attacker tries to shoot, they most likely will shoot who? The Secret Service first. Because they are watching out. They are looking. And they are looking at every corner. And they are shielding the president. And they are well-armed as well as well-armored. In other words, they have bulletproof on them. And this is what happened with President Reagan of the United States. He was entering his vehicle. They call it the beast. And then Hinckley, John Hinckley, shot at him because he tried to kill him. But there were these Secret Service agents. As soon as the first ones heard the shot, they went in front of him. In fact, I remember I was in college. In fact, one of those Secret Service agents was shot. 
He didn't die because he was what? He was fully armored. He had bulletproof vest on and the bullet hit him but did not kill him. Okay? Then when after he jumped in between him, the other secret uh, secret service agents did what they're supposed to do. One pushed him in the car and one yes, he was he was brazed by one of the bullets, but it didn't kill him because of the quick action of these people. And they moved him out of the way, out of the range of the shots, and he survived. He went to the hospital and and you know those who knew Reagan, he was out there making fun in the hospital and here he had been shot. But you know what? That's what happens with us too because Jesus is there to intercede for us. The enemy may injure us. The enemy may bruise us. But guess what? He was bruised. The Bible says that, hey, uh, 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 he was, uh, 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 Prophet Isaiah was telling us that, you know, because of, our, because of our sin, he was bruised for our transgressions. He was bruised, okay? So that we are healed. You may be needing healing, but because of, the bruises that he had, the speed that he had on going to the cross, because of that, you are going to be healed. Your child is going to be well. Your husband, your wife, your friend, they may be addicted to drugs and it looks like the drugs keep pulling them back and forth, back and forth. But my friend, I'm pleading with you, stand in the gap. Go before Jesus. Go before the Troika. And you will see the Holy Spirit package your petition. And you will see them bringing it in the loop of intercession. And you will see an answer sooner or later. Okay? Now, in contrast, if there is a lack of prayer, if there is a lack of that faith, remember the Bible says when he saw their faith, when Jesus saw the faith of these people who were lowering their friend through the roof, he was amazed and he went into action. The first thing he did is get rid of the sin. And then after that, he told him, pick up your mat and go. And the paralyzed man, the Bible says, go back and read that. Or go on our blog and you see it. The paralyzed man got up and took his mat. Okay, Now, the problem though comes when we become lax or when we become fearful or when we just don't do it. You know, when we think everything is okay and we, you know, we never pray, we never come to God. And I'm going to give this next example not because of judgment of these people but to show what we become even spiritually, okay? When we lack that poga spirit, that standing in the gap, to protect those that we need to protect, to stand in the gap for our loved ones, for our friends, for our nations. We become very lax and the enemy has a way to come through our defenses. Okay, And uh, we shall see some scriptures, but I want you to remember the recent story of the former Japanese uh, prime minister. Because Japan has been so safe only one person last year was killed by gun violence in the whole nation. Of 200, I think it's 200 million people, 100 million, 200 something million people. Only one person was killed. So Japanese got, be, became lax with their security of their leaders. So this man was out there. He went and made a homemade gun. He made a homemade gun. I didn't even know people could do that. And the thing fired several shots. Two of them got him and killed him. By the time the protectors had come around him, the man was on the ground because there was no one to stand in the gap. But the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 5.8, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone whom to devour. Okay, and Second uh, Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 says this, So we would not be outwitted by Satan, for we are not ignorant of what? His designs. We should not be ignorant of 
his homemade guns. He will come to us in ways that we never anticipated with a homemade gun and get our children, get our spouses, get our friends, get our relatives. But the Bible says that we should not be ignorant of his ways. And that example of that assassination of that prime minister came to me and I said, wow, what a difference. Here was Reagan. People were ready to powder for him. They stood in the gap for him. And here, they, they, by the time the security detail had come, all they could do is arrest the man. He had already done the damage. They were there, but they were lax, not by intention, but because they had become lax over time. They became comfortable with the Japanese safety. But the only safety we have is that of the Lord. We have to be, the Bible just here told us that do not be in Second Corinthians so that we would not be outwitted by Satan. We are not ignorant of his designs. Please don't be ignorant of his design just because you go to church every Sunday. No, don't forget we are wrestling not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities. These devils that are out there to attack us, they will come with improvised homemade quote-unquote guns to fatally shoot us. They don't come here to just bruise us. They come to shoot and kill. Okay? This man had no security detail close enough to prevent or to even push him down. Poor guy, I saw him and he was the one running down. But this guy had no one to stop him. That's what the devil does. The devil will improvise unexpected ways to harm us. In spiritual warfare, when we stand in the gap for others or in prayer, we become targets for Satan ourselves. You saw what happened to the secret service with uh, President Reagan. He became target, but he was what? Fully prayed up, quote-unquote. Fully prepared, according to this, not to be in Second Corinthians, what we just read. We have to be wise. These people were, they have bulletproof vests on because anything could happen. We have to know the word of God and how to use it in these circumstances. Okay, so I want you to contemplate some scriptures. That is that, you know, that makes a difference between our own intercession and Jesus' intercession. Now, I want to put it this way. When we intercede, we must intercede as those who are protecting President Reagan. When we pagger, we have to be wise, the Bible has said, and we have to be ready to know his ways, his improvised ways. Okay, Because we know one thing. We have already overcome through Jesus Christ, according to the book of John. In Hebrews 1, 3, it says this, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. Remember, after making purification of sin, when he was, when that man was brought down in front of him, he had made purification of sin by saying, your sins are forgiven. Okay? The same thing is happening today. The Bible says he's seated on the right hand. Here he says, after making purification for sins, he sat down on the right hand of, his, of majesty. Hebrews 1.3. That's what it says. And the Bible says that so the Lord Jesus Christ, after he had spoken to them, was taken into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. That's what Mark 16, 19 also says. He sat down on the right hand of God. What does Romans 8, 34 say? He who is to condemn us. Christ Jesus is the one who died. In other words, he died for all these things. More than that, he was raised. It's he who was raised. Who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. That's Romans 8.34. He is the one who died. 
uh, but more than that who was raised who is at the right hand of god who indeed is what interceding for us what does first peter 3:22 says who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of god with angels authorities and powers that have been subjected to him remember we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against powers and principalities there are angels powers ready to battle for us so ephesians 6 tells us that we do not wrestle against what flesh and blood first peter 3:22 says that he who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of god with angels authorities and powers so you see the powers to overcome the, pow- the powers of darkness is in, in ephesians 6 are already under subject subjection of jesus christ and his direction remember we read about uh, what the um, troika is the management okay god has all this managed All we have to do is have the faith of those men who went up on the roof and took off the roof. You know, I don't see where they say they all oh, they contemplated how much are we going to pay or how much is it going to cost. Many times when you go to God, we have all these nuances that we come um, before us so that we do not pray or we do not trust. But Jesus says when he saw their trust, what does it mean? Was it just the lowering of the man? No. He saw that uh, he saw that you know what these people's faith is such that they said, you know, we'll take care of the cost of putting the roof back up. But right now we have this issue. We have this petition that we have to lower on the mat. Okay? Ephesians 6 10 through 12 says this again. Be strong in the Lord and his in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against the evil spirits. Okay, now John 16, oh my God, all these scriptures are awesome. I, I, I want to finish, but I want to read them so you can see that once you enter that intercession loop, you have all these scriptures to cover you. John 16, 32 through 33 says this, But the time is coming indeed, it's here now. But the time is coming indeed. Indeed it's here now when you be scattered each one going his own way leaving me alone yet I am not alone because the father is what with me I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you'll have many trials and sorrows but take heart because I have what I have overcome the world so remember this you are covered don't waver We stand on solid ground, the rock of ages. He said he could use we could use his name as collateral and and petition God. Then we will see God's hand move on our behalf as it was for King Jehoshaphat in uh, chapter 2 Chronicles chapter 20. God told him that hey in the morning go to the valley and you see the hand of the Lord move. Let me read you that scripture. It's a very powerful scripture. It shows how God intercedes. It shows how God's hand moves. Use it in your situation. Use the picture in your situation. What does it say? Listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow march out against them you will find them coming up through this ascent of Aziz 
and at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord will be with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face on the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Korah and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe his prophets and you'll succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. At that very moment, they began to sing and give praise to the Lord. The Lord caused the armies of Moab and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. Listen, the Lord is going to be with you. Stand firm. The doctor may have said, you need to take this test. You need to do this. Go. That is standing before the enemy like King Jehoshaphat. Trust God that he has Bless that physician, that doctor, that lab work, those scientists who prepared those things before you for your purpose and use. Go take the test they tell you to take. Don't be fearful of the results. And then go stand before the army. And the Lord is going to do a mighty work because he says you will see the the hand of the Lord move. You will not even have to fight anything. You will not fight the battle because it's the Lord. Your situation may seem dire. Your circumstances or facing your, your, uh, your child, your husband, your friend, your situation, whatever it is, it may seem dire. But trust in the Lord. Remember, the Bible said that when he saw their faith, when Jesus sees your faith, when you feel like there's nothing you can do, when it looks like there's nothing, it's impossible, trust him. That's what Jehoshaphat told them. Trust in the Lord your God. Give thanks to the Lord for getting you this far, for giving you the strength to get in the car to go to the doctor, for giving you the strength to look at your child who seems not to be making it. Trust in God. Many of us have been there. We've trusted in God. Start to praise when it makes no sense. Because you know something about this troika, something about this intercessory loop, praise does something. We have seen here when Jehoshaphat, if you read that chapter, you'll see that Jehoshaphat had to enter into this troika. He had to enter into this uh, intercessory loop because he went to God and says, I don't know what to do. Remember Romans 8 says, we know not what to pray. That's what King Jehoshaphat said. And then the Holy Spirit came upon one of those people. It's all there. The Troika has always been present from the time we were created. Because it says in, uh, in Genesis that um, he, Elohim, created us in his own image. And when he created us, us in his own image, he gave us certain ingredients that cause us to believe where it seems impossible. That's how God works. We have seen these scriptures. Go on our blog and you'll see them. Go through them. Listen to this over and over again. Connect the things yourself. Let it connect with your spirit and you're going to see miracles happen. Thank you, my friend, for listening in. May the good Lord be with you. Help you to see what the Troika can do. And you've got a new word from me, Troika. We're going to pray and thank God 
so that you can walk in faith and believe in him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, thanking you for your goodness, your mercy. Father, I may, I may have come up with some words that will make people remember this uh, intercession of Christ. But I ask you, Father, that you may purify those things, even as the word has said, that the Lord Jesus purifies everything before he brings it to you. Father, even as we learn the intercession of Christ for our situations, we present our petitions, whatever they may be, my brother, sister, friend out there, who is presenting this petition, bring it into the loop of intercession so that it may be packaged by the Spirit of God, your Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, and bring it to the throne of grace that it may be done. And we know that Jesus Christ, who said that in my name, ask anything of the Father and it will be done for you, that he will do it, that you will do it. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus, we thank you for the answer, for the results, for encouraging our faith, for lifting us up, for healing us, for providing, for changing our, our loved ones, for touching our loved ones. Father, some may be in drugs, and the mother, the father, the friend is praying, the brother, the sister is crying to you. Some may be addicted to alcohol or other things, may be addicted to sex, whatever it may be, Father. They may be having economic turndowns that they have never seen before. They need provision, Father, in the name of Jesus. And they come to you because they know that Jesus said that in my name, ask the Father, ask me anything and it will be done. Holy Spirit, package it for them so that in this intercessory loop, they may be able to overcome. We ask you, Father, that at the end of the day, your name will be glorified. And that's our intention, to glorify you in the results of our prayers. Thank you, Father, for everything. May your name be glorified now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, my friends, thank you for listening in. And I pray that this will bless you. Listen to it again and again. Pass it on to other people who you think may need it. Tell them about our blog, prayingwithimpact.com, prayingwithimpact.com. That's one word. There's some other information on there to help you learn to pray and to believe. Or just turn on uh, your podcast station, whatever it is, wherever you listen to your podcast. Pass it on. Don't be selfish. Pass on the word of God to others. You will be blessed. Love you. God bless you. This is Sam Kawesa signing off and wishing you the best. God bless you. Love you.